all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Aaron, top of the circle, steps back. Long three for the win. Got it! With 2.3 to play. Rebounded by Harker. And he's injured. Welcome to another exciting quarantine edition of Outside the Huddle. I am quarantined host one, Shay Brenneman, alongside quarantined host two, Ryan McCormick. And we are coming to you live from a respective distance of probably like 800 miles. So Let me do the math definitely, That's definitely six feet. Yes. I think our name really plays well into the quarantine because we're all going to be outside the huddle. Let's not be close um stay apart from each other stay far we are let me see the shade 649 miles if we were to drive so like directly probably a little bit closer but a couple hundred miles apart hopefully you're staying apart from everybody i am in my living room and i've been here for about the last two weeks where are you at shay i'm in my bedroom and i've been here for like this is i think Day 12? Day 10? Okay. I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, it's been uh, two weeks since our last episode, which um, we did our SEC tournament preview, and then it dropped about two hours before they canceled the SEC tournament, so that was kind of pointless. Um, so now we're here. We're hopefully going to do something that won't get canceled because of the virus, but who knows at this point. Um, we're at about day, whatever, 13, 14 of no sports, and I'm going kind of insane because of it. Um, what are your initial reactions to no sports for two weeks, Shay? Well, I bought a Nintendo Switch, and I've been playing Animal Crossing, and I've also been playing Mario Kart, which has been mm-hmm. fun. I feel like I'm 12 again. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all ever shaved your legs for fun? No, I've never shaved my legs. Just me? Never. So, yep, yep there, that's the status update. Uh, my life is pretty sad. Mm-hmm. As of right I, now, no sports. I bought a Wii on the day that they canceled all the sports on Facebook market for like 40 bucks. And I got backyard baseball and Mario Kart. So I've been playing that a lot. And then I also have this, um, if anybody's ever played cards against humanity or apples to apples, it's like that except office related It's called cards against Dunder Mifflin. And I've just been playing with myself, which makes no sense. That came out weird. I've been playing the game with myself, um, which makes no sense. I've just been like matching black cards with white cards and making them funny. And I'm probably look like an idiot or somebody who's going insane, but, um, I've also posted a few of them on Twitter to see if I can get some reactions. Um, but that's been my two weeks. Um, I work from home already, so it's not much of a difference. The only difference is now I really can't go anywhere, which I hardly ever do. So um, really not too different for me at this point, but we'll see as it keeps going. Yeah, I definitely miss my students. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Their parents uh, miss me. So, yeah, I'm, I really just wish life was back to normal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't fun. Never was fun, but it's definitely not fun now. And the longer we go without sports, the more I am going insane. Yeah. Um, let me ask you here, Shay. First of all, two questions. So we've opened playing Mario Kart. I think you said you're playing on the Switch. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, first question, who's your go-to character then? 
Oh, okay. I love Luigi, but I I sometimes revert back to my middle school days, and I play as Daisy. Mm-hmm. I've never lost as her. Okay. I'm like Yoshi all the way, all the Oh, I love Yoshi. Yoshi, go to. Luigi's kind of weird. I feel like Luigi's like the less popular of the two, Mario and Luigi, so um, that's kind of odd. And then what's your favorite track? Oh, gosh. On any Uh, of the versions? On the new version, the underwater one is Mm -hmm. really... I don't know what it's called. And then on the DS, I actually did really like Rainbow Road, but there was this track... (laughs) It wasn't really a track, but it was like a battleground for the balloon battle, and it was yeah. my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. I would say I like the Donkey Kong Jungle one, and then I also on the 64, like the old Yoshi one, which oh. they don't have on any of the newer ones. Like the old yeah. Yoshi, it's like a canyon or something. I just yeah. kind of briefly, I used to have the N64 when I was like six, so that's kind of what I remember from it. Um, hey, also, my girlfriend just added your character on Animal How or what is it called? Animal Crossing! Animal Crossing, so... Whatever that means, you're friends now. Um, let's. We're going to talk a little bit of sports here. We actually have, as you've seen probably all across Twitter the last two weeks, since there's no March Madness, everybody's doing brackets. And we've been doing brackets for a while, so this isn't new for us. I think it started with our coaches' cage match bracket, which is yep. still like the all-time greatest. And then we've done a couple others since then. Um, but this week, and probably for the next month to month and a half depending on how long it takes we are going to do the best sec football player of the past 15 years we're going to do the last 20 but then after about 15 we started getting way too many so we cut it off there um and i didn't want to do 10 because i had to get tim tebow in there sorry um so we're gonna do the last 15 years so everybody from about 2005 to present excluding current players so if they're playing next year like there's a couple who we probably could put on um, but we just wanted to like Joe Burrow's on the list, Jerry Judy, like guys who just graduated, we're going to count them, but not like, you know, guys who are still playing just because their career is not done. It's hard to tell. Um, so anybody who has graduated or played in the past 15 years, um, we're going to have the best, what 68, cause we're going to do a couple playing games. Um, and we're going to knock those brackets out. Um, before then Shay, um, anything else you want to talk about before we jump into this bracket here? Anything you want to tell the people? Yeah. Um, if y'all have any other ideas of what to do to pass the time during quarantine, please feel free to share because we're all going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this on our Twitter page later, um, but I, I've been watching a few old games. I watched old baseball game yesterday, an old football game a couple days ago. Maybe we'll throw in a basketball one. Um, but what are your three go-to old either whatever sport games that you would watch right now shade to pass the time. Like if you had to like relive three games, which three would you pick? Um, let's see. I would rewatch just like all of Auburn's, uh, uh tournament. No. Last year, up until the final four, three games. Yeah. Those three. three. Those three. Uh, so, Okay. I'd go with so I mean North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. I just okay. watched those three basketball games. Was the Kansas one? Wasn't Kansas kind of a blowout though, if I'm remembering right? Well, Kansas and North Carolina were both blowouts. But North Carolina was close for most of it. Then you guys kind of like blew out of the end, right? Um. I'm trying to I remember. Mean, I mean, I know was, Kentucky went down to like the wire. Yeah, Kentucky went to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um. No, North Carolina and 
Kansas were both pretty convincing wins. Okay. Yeah. The first one was really close though. Didn't they like miss a game winning shot against who was in New Mexico State? Oh yes. They like yeah. they had to fly on their like the one guy that had been lighting it up all mm-hmm. long missed it. Okay. I'm gonna say my three games. Um so I watched one of them yesterday and that was game seven, two thousand sixteen World Series, Cubs versus Indians. Still one of the best games I've ever seen. And I know I'm biased as a Cubs fan, but it's still a really good game. Went into extra innings. Um, I would also say the 2008 National Championship, Florida versus Oklahoma. And then probably, just to mix it, I'll do basketball. The last time Florida beat Ohio State for basketball National Championship. Um, those would probably be my three. Um, one other question, then we'll get into the bracket. I asked this on, I think yesterday, on Tuesday, on the college football account. What is the minimum number of games that Auburn would have to win for you to have the season not canceled? So, for example, would you take a 6-6 six and six Auburn record for the football season to go on as scheduled? Or, like, how many games would they need? Because there is talk right now that the college football season could be in jeopardy. But if you okay. said, you know what, if Auburn wins three games, I'll take that just to have football. What's, like, the minimum you would take? Oh, God. I, I don't really know if it – well, I don't know. I don't know if it would come down to a minimum of like wins versus losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what's like the minimum? Would you take two wins if those two were against Georgia and Alabama? Eh, nah, I'd okay. need more than that. I think I would probably need six. I, I could maybe get away with like five if they were like if we beat Georgia and Tennessee and like FSU, but yeah, I, I mean like six if, or seven. Like I mean I don't know what I. I can't expect much from them because we have a completely new offensive line and mm-hmm. spring practice. So it's just hard to say. Cause like even the years the Florida has been bad and like they won four or five games. I still, you know, you still want to watch other, other football. So like, this is like all football canceled. So like, it's hard to say for me, I, I think six, maybe five, just cause like even if Florida season's ruined, like I still want to watch football, you know, it's still there like watching, you know, whether the NFL or just other games. So um, we'll ask that again in our outside the huddle page. Think about it. What's the minimum number of wins? Um, I know somebody said 0 and 12, which they're a true football fan, but Florida went 0 and 12. I just would not care. I would I would be so devastated that I wouldn't care about football at all. Like five wins, I'd probably still care about football, but if, if Florida goes 0 and 12 ever, I'm just I'm probably gonna pack it in for at least a season or two. Oh yeah. So um, those would, are our questions we're gonna ask. We have what we're saying. I said if Auburn went 0 and 12, I'd be like, I would be having the most depressing reaction article every week yeah um actually let me ask you one more thing because i know i think they said within the next week they're going to determine if spring and winter athletes are going to get another year of eligibility um let's first start with spring athletes because their season kind of just got started do you think they deserve another year of eligibility absolutely sec baseball baseball didn't even start conference play i agree with that what about winter like basketball gymnastics I'm trying to think what other one. Do you think they deserve another year? Do what? Do you think the like the winter sports deserve another year of eligibility? I mean, I'm gonna be biased when I say um, I'm gonna be biased by saying yes. But I mean, they played a full regular season. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's not fair to them because okay, they miss out on conference tournaments they miss out on the ncaa tournament and that's what that's essentially what they work an entire season yeah. 
four. So it's like, oh, congrats, you played a full season, but you don't have any, you don't get anything from it. Yeah. Why? Like, that's not fair. I don't I, think that's fair. Um, I mean, I, it, it sucks. It just, mm-hmm. it really sucks. I, I lean towards the no for the winter sports, just because like you said, most of their seasons were already over. And like, there's like, uh, there's obviously like a handful of teams. Like people talk about Dayton, like Dayton's like a one time, like they potentially could have won the national championship. Like how often is Dayton there? Like San Diego state, like it sucks for those schools, but like, you know, like the one and done players, like I don't feel bad for, like they're not going to come back anyways. Or like, you know, if you're a freshman, like you're just going to have three more years. Like the seniors, it kind of sucks for, but like most of these other guys still have a chance at it. Um, and I think most of the seasons were done. So I kind of lean towards no for the winter, just because it could, it could kind of, confuse things for next year just with scholarships and it's like you played almost an entire season like some of your seasons were already over like you're already eliminated from the ncaa tournament you're already you know okay what what were you gonna get one more loss in the sec tournament if you're like you know say vanderbilt or somebody or arkansas um like you know some of them they're pretty much done so i i definitely want the baseball and like softball and spring sports to get another year i think they deserve it i'm even down for potentially having them play like over the summer i know that's kind of been talked about. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you can get baseball starting in May and, you know, have it run through July or something, um, I would be down for that. Gives you something else in the summer to look forward to. Yeah, I definitely agree. <clears throat> okay, shit. Let's move on. I'm losing my voice here. I promise I'm not sick. It's because we've been spending the last hour or so figuring out this bracket. Um, we also had our sideline reporter, JD Paquel in, um, and then longtime guest, Quincy Jean Luis also chimed in with some expertise, um, but we've got 68 of the finest SEC football players from the last 15 years. Um, just a little disclaimer here, Alabama fans, we there's a ton of Alabama players who should be on here. We tried to limit some of your players just to have other teams. We have every team represented on here. Vanderbilt has one. I think Mississippi State has one. A uh, couple of teams with two or three, and then Alabama has like half the list. Um, so I'm sure Alabama fans may be upset. Um, some of their star players aren't on this list, but let's be honest, you have like a million of them. So we tried to separate it. We tried to do seeding based on schools. I think we have a few Alabama, Alabama matchups first round, and then maybe one or two LSU, LSUs. Um, we tried to separate it and do our seeding based on kind of, you know, offense, defense, and then kind of also, you know, trying to separate schools. Um, so it's not a perfect bracket. We know that we tried to get the one seeds right. And there's, there's even debate between us of who the one seed should be. Um, but we, we hopefully have the best, you know, 50 or 60 players. And then, you know, there's a couple who we could debate, but you know, the players who are probably going to win are going to be on this list. Um, if there's anybody who you absolutely think should be on here that isn't, feel free to tweet at us. Um, I don't think we're going to change it, but just let us know if we screwed anything up. Um, otherwise just bear with us here. Um, so we're going to reveal half the bracket this week, have our voting on the first round. Um, we have the first four, so we've got two 16 versus 16 matchups, and then two 11 versus 11s. We'll probably do those the day this drops, which is looking like Thursday the 26th, and then we'll probably have one of the quadrants run Friday, one of them maybe Saturday, and then by mid next week we'll have the other half revealed through another podcast, and then do that round, and then we'll just kind of take it from there and see what happens. Um, so let's go ahead and we will reveal the first quadrant here the number one seed in this quadrant mr tim tebow um he's one of our one seeds um we didn't necessarily have a number one overall seed um i think him and then another quarterback who wore orange and blue are probably the 
two most unanimous one seeds um, who we'll get to if you have any guesses of who that could be. Uh, but Tim Tebow is going to be a one seed. Um, the two seed in this bracket, Darren McFadden, um, very deserving. I think probably, in my opinion, the best SEC player over this time period to not win a Heisman. Yes. Um, we did put one defensive player as a number one seed. who will actually reveal in a second. Um, but Darren McFadden and this that individual arguably could probably swap, swap places. And, and Darren McFadden, in my opinion, is probably better than some Heisman winners. Oh, yeah. how things went. It's um, like I said. Mm-hmm. I think Darren McFadden would have won the Heisman if mm-hmm. he was not playing for Arkansas. Yeah. So Darren McFadden, definitely a very deserving two seed. Um, we have the three seed here, C.J. Mosley um, from Alabama. We asked a couple Alabama fans, and he was kind of the consensus of probably the best defensive player from Alabama in this time period. I think there's a lot of debate of who that could have been, um, but just overall from people I've talked to, Alabama fans, then you, and then just kind of looking at what happened. Um, I think he was the only two-time first-team All-American from the linebacker group. I think – I'm trying to remember who it was. I think one of the defensive backs was also two-time All-American from Alabama – um, I'll have to check my stats there. Um, but C.J. Mosley's a three seed. Those are our top three. We'll go ahead and just run down um, the one for 16 and then do all those matchups, and then we'll, we'll get to the other bracket. But just wanted to share the top three there. Um, so Tebow here is going to face the winner of our first 16-16 matchup, uh, which is going to be Morris Claiborne versus D. Milner. Um, these are two very good defensive players. Um I think when you get to these 16-16 matchups, these aren't necessarily the bottom list guys. But like I said, a lot of LSU and Alabama players on here, so we kind of wanted to get some of the other schools a little bit better chance. So we, you know, have LSU, Alabama players in the the playing games here, just because um, I think this one's going to be a toss-up. Pretty much going to come down to who has more fans on Twitter. But Shay, um, the first playing game here, D. Milner versus Morse Claiborne. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both they're both the 16 seeds. Mm-hmm. Both very solid players, I think. Um, you know, both defensive schools who are known for their strong defensive players, and they just kind of continue on the list. Not the best that the schools have produced, not the worst, um, but that they're both deserving. Do you think either of them have a chance against Tebow, or no. should they have a chance? No. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe a uh, maybe a UMBC will come in and upset one of our one seeds. Um, let's move on here. The eight versus nine matchup. We have Mark Barron, another Alabama player, shocking, uh, versus Michael Orr, the blind side, um, which I think I mean, he was. I mean, he was a first round pick. We have a few offensive linemen on here. It's kind of hard to tell, um, you know, with offensive linemen just because they don't have the stats that some of these other positions do. Um, you know, Ole Miss versus Alabama here. Shay, do you have any thoughts on that toss-up matchup? I like Michael Orr here. Mm. He's not a good story. I think people like him as a guy. Who's he? Is he, is he still in the league? I'm going to check. I know he was with was Baltimore with most recently. I don't know. I like Tennessee, I'm being told, out of the corner of my ear. Um... Google, is Michael Orr still playing in the NFL? Let me look here. Um, so he was with Baltimore, Tennessee, and Carolina. He is not still in the league. It apparently, he's not been in the league since 2016. Well, so, at least huh? according to Wikipedia. And who knows if that's updated or not. That's just what I'm seeing. Um 
Doesn't say he's retired. He's just not on a, on a roster. Um, oh, no, he he did retire. 2017, Michael Orr must focus on life after football. Okay, so Michael Orr is retired, um, but still a very good player versus Mark Barron there. Um, next up, we have our 5 versus 12 matchup. We have number 5, Miles Garrett, former number one overall pick, versus Zach Cunningham, our lone uh, Vanderbilt player on this list. He was the only first-team All-American out of Vanderbilt this time period, um, so we felt he was most deserving. A uh, couple of defensive players there. Shea, I think Miles Garrett will win this. I think five may be kind of underseated for him um, just because he was a number one overall pick. Very good defensive player. Um, but do you think Cunningham or Garrett in this matchup? Yeah, I've got to go with Miles Garrett. He's mm-hmm. just way more, he had a way more dominant career. People know him too. Like, whether it's just because he's a really good player, number one overall pick, he, you know, got into the fight. Just I think having the name out there is going to help in this tournament for people who may not know much about either player. They're going to, oh, Miles Garrett. Plus, he's a five season. I think people generally, if they don't know a lot, uh, they'll, right. they'll vote up there. Um, next up, we've got another Alabama LSU matchup, which we have a couple of these, which they'll be fun. We'll see who has a stronger fan base on our page. We have number four seed Patrick Peterson versus number 13, Ashawn Robinson. Um, and we had Ashawn a little bit higher, but then we dropped him down for another Alabama player, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but four, Patrick Peterson or 13, Ashawn Robinson. Who do you got here, Shay? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Ashawn Robinson. Okay. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these Alabama players, mm-hmm. you can, I mean, you can make it, you can make a case. He should be higher for them to be, well, they're not, they're not seated high enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that. But when your team consists, when you have five star talent mm-hmm. on one team for 13 years straight, yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna have this problem. I don't know yeah. what you expect. Yeah, we're not gonna have, you know, 15 of the top 20 seeds as Alabama players because that wouldn't be very right. fun. Um, but we tried to put the best players from Alabama on the list, and if they're really good, they'll move on. If they're not as good as, you know, say Patrick Pearson here, they won't. Um, if, you so, the, if you want them to move on, vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another Alabama here, uh, the three seed here, C.J. Mosley versus 14 seed Randall Cobb from Kentucky. Um, I know, like I said, C.J. Mosley was kind of the name thrown out by a lot of Bama fans that I've talked to about their best defensive player in this time period, um, at least from the accolades he's gotten and kind of the stats. Um, you know, you could obviously make cases for a lot of these guys, but, um, you know, Randall Cobb is another guy who I think people know just because he's had a pretty good NFL career, so maybe he'll get some votes. Plus, I think he's one of two Kentucky players on this list, so uh, I know we have a decent Kentucky following, so maybe maybe Randall Cobb will pull an upset here. This could be one um, to watch out for. Um, next one is our first Alabama-Alabama matchup. We have number six, Landon Collins, uh, who's still doing decently well in the NFL. And then we have one of the biggest crash and burns in the NFL, but a very good college player in Trent Richardson as the 11 seed. Uh, who would you take in this matchup? I'm going to go with Trent Richardson. His mm-hmm. college career was so – I mean, he was up for the Heisman three times. Yeah, so two or three. I mean, you know, a lot of people – I was playing Family Feud uh, on SEC Shorts the other day, and a Texas A&M guy, when he was supposed to list a Heisman Trophy winner – he listed Trent Richardson. I, I mean, thought he was at first. I mean, you kind of lose track of how many Alabama players have won the Heisman over the past decade, especially running backs. Um, but, yeah, I think you make a good point there. 
Right. I mean, I'm, I've got to go with Trent Richardson. Mm-hmm. That's it'll be a good one, and this one will be interesting because it'll be Alabama versus Alabama. So it's not like one fan base can just take it over, um, you know, like some of the other ones might be able to. Um, but right, I, I would maybe say so too. I think the NFL career from Trent Richardson, that's like the last memory we have of him basically just falling flat and not doing anything and being a huge first round bust. Um, so hopefully that doesn't play too much in people's minds. But um, you know, that definitely six versus eleven matchup, very good one there. Um, next up, we have one of our lone South Carolina players, Alshon Jeffrey, versus our lone Mississippi State player, Dak Prescott. Who would you pick here? Oh, Alshon's God. seven, Dak is ten, by the way. Mm, I've got to go with Alshon Jeffrey here. Okay. I mean, it might be surprising to some. And yeah. I mean, this is like this is literally like comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, Alshon was very good in college. Yeah, when I think back to their college career, I mean, I know, okay, Dak Prescott, he was like, he was Dan Mullen's Tim Tebow-esque experiment. And he's had a very good NFL career, too. I mean, both these guys have actually been really good in the NFL. Um, I mean, when I look back at, okay, who was more dominant in college, I'm mm going to have to go with Alshon Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. That's fair. He was definitely one of the best receivers to come out of, you know, the past 15 years. Um, I think Dak may win this one um, just based on he's the only or only Mississippi State player. Um, he is more recent, which I think will play into people's minds because we remember Dak, I think, a little bit better than Alshon um, right. just because he was more recently. Um, I think people will tend to vote quarterbacks more than other receivers just because it's quarterback. Um, but this one, I think, is also pretty much a toss up. Um, you know, both guys who were. Um, you know, all SEC, you know, neither of them are really on the Heisman radar. Dak maybe a little bit for a while, but, you know, not by the end of the season. Um, but both very solid players. There. I think this will be one of the, the closer matchups first round. Um, our last one in the Tebow quadrant, we have our two seed, Darren McFadden, versus our 15, Sanquez Golson. Um, I know we both really like McFadden. We talked about him. Do you see any upset here? No. Darren McFadden... Uh, in the years that he played, those were the years, the first years I remember going down to Auburn games and having a basic understanding of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I hated him. Yeah. Auburn, he's, he had Tommy Tuggerville's number. And not because of, him. not because of him, just because of how good he was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was tough. Like you said earlier, if he was on say Alabama or Florida or Auburn, Auburn or you know LSU, he would probably be a Heisman winner. Just be, not necessarily because of you know the, the school he was playing for, but just because I mean I don't know how good the Arkansas offensive line was back then, but I mean imagine sure. him running behind Derrick Henry's offensive line. He's you know probably going to go down there as one of the best had, running backs. Yeah. And he still had like multiple 1,000 yard rushing seasons. Yeah, he was at Arkansas, which that's as not like easy. not the only running back either. Like they had two, three running backs who they would run, and he would still dominate. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, looking at this bracket, um, I think, you know, the one and two seeds are looking really good here. We'll see kind of what the fans are thinking. I think Darren McFadden and Tebow are going to at least have pretty strong paths to the Sweet 16. Um, you know, I would probably bet both of them are going to make the Elite Eight. Um, but, you know, you never know if Alabama fans can take over or LSU fans and get Patrick Peterson or, you know, maybe Mississippi State fans will get Dak up there. But, um, that is the the first bracket there. I, I like Tebow and I like McFadden's one and two seeds. I think both very strong there. Um, any last thoughts about that quadrant? 
Um, no. All right, let's move on to our next one. The number one overall seed, the only defensive player we have as a number one overall seed is Jadavion Clowney. I know we had a lot of debate about this one. We wanted to have at least one defensive player as a one seed. Um, I know there were probably three or four names who we kind of juggled, but we felt Jadavion was probably the most dominant in college, um, especially at South Carolina where he was kind of the guy who ran that defense. Um, so he's the number one seed there. The number two seed, Derrick Henry, another Alabama running back. And then the number three seed, uh, Tyron Matthew from LSU. Um, so let's go ahead and run through this one. This is the other 16 versus 16 first round matchup. Our first special teamer, or at least full-time special teamer. I know Randall Cobb is kind of a, a kick return specialist. But um, we have our first and actually our only kicker on the list, Rodrigo Blankenship from Georgia versus Reggie Ragland from Alabama. Shay, who do you think wins this matchup? Oh, man, I've, I've got to go with Reggie Ragland. He's a Huntsville mm-hmm. kid. He played one season of basketball at Grissom before transferring to Bob Jones. Okay. So, yeah, I've got to go with um, I've got to go with Reggie. Okay. I think this one, I, I think I would probably take, I don't know who I would take, but I think Rodrigo's going to win this one because he's a pretty popular player. I think Georgia fans like him a lot. Um, so I think if I had to bet on who's going to win, I think Rodrigo would win. Um, but Reggie, another really good Alabama defensive player. Yeah. Um, and then versus Jadavion, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I think Jadavion will probably beat either of them as he should. Um, but you never know with these votes. You know, it's never based on how good they actually are. Just, you know, what fans take over. Um, next one, we have another defensive matchup. We have Laurent Landry versus Terrence Cody. Who do you like in this one? I like Terrence Cody. Mhm. I kind of lean towards Landry. Um, I just think it's hard for defensive linemen or defensive tackles to be as dominant as you know, kind of the, the back end players. Um, you know, they just don't have the stats. I know Terrence Cody is one of the better defensive tackles in the SEC in this time period, um, as well as a couple others we have in this bracket. But I, I think I would probably lean a little towards Landry. But I think you know this is going to be pretty much a toss up. Um, next one, Shay, you'll like this. Uh, another defensive lineman battle. We have Josh Allen, our other Kentucky player. Defensive end Josh Allen, not to be confused with the quarterback Josh Allen, uh, versus Derek Brown, another 2019 player. <laughs> Who do you think wins this one? Uh, well, I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to put Derek Brown. <laughs> I, I, I would probably agree. Um, next one, Bakari Rambo versus Amari Cooper. First of all, I think that the name Bacardi. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say that. Yep. With a name like Bacardi, you were born a winner. And Rambo. And freaking Rambo. He's definitely exactly. got the best name on this list. Yeah. Yeah, Bacardi Rambo. That being said, Amari Cooper's probably been the most dominating receiver from the SEC in this time period. Yeah. So. We debated so I- a couple of receivers, but I think I would probably say Amari was the best in college. Yeah. From this group. Oh, um, yeah. But Bakari Rambo, still, every time I hear it, scares great me. Great name. Great name. Yeah. Great name for a football player. Um, next up, another defensive. This one's heavy on defensive players. Um, we've got Tyron Matthew, the three seed, versus Melvin Ingram, the 14 seed. Um, Tyron Matthew, one mm-hmm. of the better defensive honey backs. Badger. Yeah, Honey Badger. Arguably the best defensive black from the SEC in this time period. I know there's a couple names who we could you know throw up there, a couple other three and four seeds who are close. Um, but I think 
Matthew, being also a good kick returner in college, um, punt returner, he kind of played all over the place. I think he was one of the more dominating defensive players from this time period, in my opinion. Yeah, I got to agree on that one. <clears throat> um, here we go. Our first 11, 11 matchup, our first four. We've got Andrew Thomas, the offensive lineman from Georgia, um, and then Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Who would you take in the playing game here? Mm. Okay, even though he got juked out of his shoes by Ryan Davis, I'm still going to go with Minka Fitzpatrick here. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I just don't think offensive linemen are going to get too many votes here. I don't know. Um, I think Georgia fans will support him, but. It's hard to vote for offensive linemen. No offense to any offensive linemen. You know, they're important players, but they just don't have the stats. Or, um, you know, it, it's hard to tell if you're just a casual fan how good they actually are. You kind of just got to go based on what the experts say and kind of where they're drafted. Um, which I think Andrew Thomas, you know, from what I've been seeing, probably be a top 15 pick this year. I know he was one of the better offensive linemen in the SEC this past year. Uh, but Minka Fitzpatrick was also very good. So I'd probably take him. And then the winner of this um, is going to take Patrick Willis. Who do you like, Patrick Willis or one of those two guys, Shay? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm still I'm still gonna go with Mika Fitzpatrick. <clears throat> okay. I think Patrick Willis is probably the oldest player on this list. Let me see yeah. when he played. He was like. So he was a 2007 draft pick, so he barely made it on. Very good NFL player, which I think will help him just because people, you know, they know the name Patrick Willis. Even if they don't really remember his college career, he was a middle linebacker, which helps a lot too. Um, you know, very important position and gets a lot of um, – let me just read some of his, um, his highlights here. Two-time first-team All-American, 2005-2006. Two-time first-team All-SEC, 2005-2006. Buckus Award winner, 2006. Um and then in terms of pro, multiple pro bowlers, multiple first-team all-pro, um, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so I think, you know, while people may not remember him as much as a college player just because of how long ago he played compared to some of these younger guys, um, I think people still know his name. And I, I would take Patrick Willis. He was, um, you know, probably one of the best non-LSU Alabama defensive players on this list here. Yeah, Two more here, Shay, and then we'll wrap the first half of the bracket up. We have number seven, Jake Matthews, versus number 10, A.J. Green. What do you think of this matchup? Um, I'm going to go with A.J. Green here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any reason in particular? Nope, just like the name. Yeah. And another skill position versus offense alignment. Um, where was he picked six overall in 2014, Jake Matthews, um, which I think AJ was also first high first round pick. So, um, you know, if people want to vote offensive lineman, take Jake Matthews. He was one of the best there. Um, otherwise AJ Green's there and I think I'll take him too. Um, our last matchup of the day, the battle of the Henry's, we have Derek Henry, the two seed versus Hunter Henry, the 15. And if I believe I'm correct, the only other Arkansas player besides, um, McFadden, um, and one of the few tight ends on this list. Um, Derrick Henry or Hunter Henry, who are you taking here? Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think I think he'll run away with this one. Yeah. Um, even though Hunter Henry is a pretty good college player, Derrick Henry was one of the best in this period. Yeah, he's definitely 
Probably, I, I would probably say he was the best running back on this list, if I had yeah. to say. I know yeah. there's two or three other names we could say, but if I had to say it, it would be Derrick Henry. Um, so that is our first round matchup. We will post, like I said, the first four. Um, and let's go ahead and reveal the other first four because we're going to post that one as well. Um, that is the other 11 seed in the third quadrant, which we'll go through. We'll go ahead and post this one, and then we'll talk about it. Um, the last first round matchup, the first four, um, is going to be the 11 seed of Vernon Hargraves from Florida versus Jerry Judy from Alabama, which this would be a very fun matchup to watch in real life. Um, one of the best receivers in the country this past year versus former All-American corner. Um, this will be an interesting one as well. I think it's just going to depend on whether Florida or Alabama fans show up better for this one. Um, both very, you know, very dominant, very deserving uh, players here. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, so we've got, uh, like I said, four games they're going to be posting on Thursday the 26th. Wait, today's Wednesday, right? I'm kind of losing track. Yeah. Okay, I so Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday the 26th is when the first four are going to post. Um, like I said, Hargraves versus Judy, Andrew Thomas versus Minka Fitzpatrick, Rodrigo Blankenship versus Ragland, and then D. Milner versus Morris Claiborne. We'll have those up probably in the morning. We'll probably run them for a day. Um, and then as we get further in the tournament, maybe two days or three days, you know, as we get to the final four. Uh, but all first round matchups will be one day. Um, so go vote, share, get your fan base behind your players. Um, take over if you're a certain team and you want to win it all. Um, go ahead and spread the word, get as many votes as we can. And then next week uh, we will reveal the second half of the brackets and we will vote on those games. That is it. Um, before I lose my voice here, which it is about out, Shay, any last thoughts, comments, or anything else you want to warn the people about as we head into week three of quarantine? Yes, please vote. Do not forget to vote. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, feel free to give us ideas on what to do in quarantine because I think everybody is going crazy. Peace out. See you next week. Deuces.